Hello everybody, welcome to episode 92 of the Metal Cell podcast. We are getting closer to that magical 100 mark. I'm your host Richie and thank you all for listening and giving me your support. Much appreciated. The track you just heard there was the brilliant Black Siren with Crossfire. Black Siren are out of Limerick and they feature Cora Daly Walsh on vocals, Dave Burke of Zero on guitar, bass and keyboards, Dave Cassidy lead guitar and Keith McCoy on drums. The band are currently recording song by song in Limerick with Joey Mulcahy of Open Door Studios. I previously played one of their songs quite a while ago and that song was called Spell. So if you want to find out more about Black Siren, use Dave Burke as contact. And Dave has two of the tracks up on his YouTube channel. On to the main part of the interview, which is Horenda. I was delighted to meet up again with Dara on guitars, Mark on guitars and Aaron on vocals. The lads have a brand new album out. It's called The Altus and it was released in July 2020 and I must say it is an absolutely brilliant piece of black metal while it is in the style of black metal there's quite a lot more than that going on in it we will go into detail on that in the interview the album was recorded and produced by the magician himself Josh Robinson at JSR Studios in Belfast and it was released in association with Sudden Strike Records from Northern Ireland. Enjoy the interview and also check out my other podcast, it's the Smashing Skull Sessions and that features international bands that I will be interviewing over the next couple of months. On with the show as they say. Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Horenda once again to the show. We have Aaron, we have Mark, and we have Dara. How are we, lads? What's the story? How are you? How are you, hey, Richie? How's it going? Yeah. yeah, I was just talking about it there Thanks earlier. Yeah, the last time you were on was June last year, and little did we know what was going to happen. The whole country is in lockdown. Who would have predicted it, lads? Took us all, took us all by surprise. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Fighting yeah, through it one day at a time. Yeah, there's, there's a good few things I want to talk about. First of all, this one that I'm really looking forward to, looks class, is Axe Wound. It's yet to be released, but he put up a few pictures, teasers, as we will say. What's the lowdown on that? Well, uh, yeah, so the, we've, uh, we, we shot the video over, over three weeks, so we're finished, we're fi- finished shooting the video now. Um, and now we're going into the final stage of cutting it all together, getting it ready to go out. Um, we're aiming for some sometime uh, mid um october for it to be released okay. but we, we can't wait for people to see it because i got treated like shit <laughs> to get that stuff done I guess yeah that. i i had fun though so that's the main thing yeah because he got to torture me spoiler alert cosmo palace how did you come across him oh man angel was great um, angel is it okay he he um He's been on my radar for a while. Um, like, you know, the stuff he's done with Dead Label and a whole lot of other bands is just, you know, next to none. And uh, we were doing, well, pretty much what was our only show this year was the Metal to the Masses show. And he saw us play and he came over and he was like, oh my God, you guys are incredible. And we're like, and I was like, oh man, I'm a huge fan. We got to work together. And then little did we know that that was it. <laughs> that, was, that was all the gigs we were going to do this year. Uh, so when it came to it, we're like, right, let's let's arrange something. And obviously anyone who was in the competition got a discount. Anyway, because, you know, uh, Steve and Angel do that, um, that kind of deal with Metal to the Masses. So sound to them. But uh, yeah, we set it up and, you know, it's just we didn't think that it was going to just click as well as it did. Like obviously, because you're you know not working with somebody before, or yeah. you just kind of find your way. But Angel just has the band down to a T. Super professional guy, absolutely incredible. Uh, better than I ever could ever could have thought. Like even going on to reputation, which has always been stellar. And um, 
you know, even looking at the dailies of what we shot was grey. But mm. man, like I think this is really going to people not, are not going to expect what this video is. Let's put it that way. Excellent. What about concept? Did you all share in a concept, or did Angel bring his own ideas was, to it? We were we were lucky in the way that um, after after seeing us play a metal to the masses, you kind of got a sense of you know how we are sonically and especially performance wise. Um, and it, through that, you kind of developed an idea. And it was also lucky that during during the the lockdown, we were uh, we released our new album. Yep. So he he got to listen uh, to it like a little bit prior to to the um, to the release. Mm. And he he just went through all the songs, and the one that stuck with him was Axe Wound. And he we we kind oh. of. Um, but it was like all the free time we had because of the, the lockdown, we were just throwing ideas back and forth. A really, um, a really nice uh, creative process. A lot of just throwing ideas around and and really working off each other. And if, if the the kind of just uh, finally getting around to to getting the video done, to even to start shooting was was like uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, especially yeah. like because you know he was able to take his point of view on the song uh, and and the concept he got from it and like he's able to express it himself through through his art which is the music video yeah. and like as as Dara was saying like the the few little bits and pieces we've seen so far mm-hmm. um including a few of the little teasers we put online like we're we're super super happy to have worked with him yeah one of yeah. the one of the crazy things as well, like initially we had other ideas, but um, as this situation developed with social distancing and all that kind of shit, um, it became kind of very difficult to actually do anything bigger. So it presented us a new challenge where we're like, how do you shoot a music video with social distancing? <laughs> you know, it, it's it's one of those things where like, obviously we're still jamming together and um you know, that's fine. But when you start involving other people, you're like, well, why, where's the line between being considerate and being dangerous, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and that's the thing where like, initially we had a much bigger concept, but you just can't do that, you know? So we had to kind of figure out a way around it. And fair play to Angel, we're able to have a, a, a much more smaller concept, but it actually works really, really well. And we're extremely happy with it because um, it's something that we didn't consider. Um, but again, like this is our first time around in the music video thing, and we got extremely lucky at work with someone someone who is so extremely talented. Yeah. So the whole idea behind the song is it um, a kind of a mythical story? Well, the um, what what ended up happening with the album is that the the, the album The Altus is is based all the songs are based off tragedies, just mm-hmm. the, the just obsession with various tragedies. So Axe Wound was just kind of like this, this kind of idea of, uh, I kind of took the idea of like uh, during and after the famine, people being forced, like ripped, ripped away from their lives, from their home. Mm-hmm. And, and like the, the, the various ideas and concept, like, uh, concepts I could run from that. So it's, it's mostly just a song about being like torn away from something. It's okay. just, it's, it's, it could be seen as mythical, or just even like a nature thing, uh, just there's just something there that that really tears you away mm. from something. Yeah. Um, um, I want to give the listeners a preview of each song, actually, through your own words, um, because it is a fantastic album, lads. Uh, you're to be commended on that. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very um, much. Thank you. I don't think he, he disappointed anybody. We were all waiting for it uh, for quite a while, including Josh as well. I interviewed Josh, and um, he was... He was wondering, did it drop when I was talking to him? And I said, no, not yet. We were sitting on it. Yeah. What's what's annoying about it is um, we had this plan (laughs) that just (laughs) fucking didn't work. Um, You know, (laughs) it's like that we were supposed to drop it back in uh, March, you know, gone over to England to play with um, Dark and Turner Slaughter Cult a day before lockdown hit here. So... We couldn't go, you know, and then England <laughs> happened. So we were kind of shopping around labels, trying to find and trying to shop around, like, launch an album from scratch in a pandemic is, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. 
Um, but Sudden Strike, the lads up north, looked after us and, you know, they've been great. So we're working slowly but surely. We were getting the physicals out, getting the CDs, vinyl, tapes, all that stuff. They're all coming. Um, but, yeah, we we were got to the point where we were sitting on it and we're like, look, we've written all these other songs. Um, let's just, you know, release this and let people enjoy it because it was the middle of June um, or like not July and, um, you know, things were terrible. Um, everybody wasn't able to do anything. We're like, well, look, this might not be the right time, but it felt like the appropriate time because people, you know, give people something to really enjoy and the response has been great for people. Like, I couldn't believe it myself. It's, it, it's very bizarre, really. Um, you're like, oh, you like the noises that are in my head? Cool. Um, and then with with the lads, you know, we're uh, as we've developed the songs and as a band, it's it's crazy. Like going from execution, initial idea, through gigging to recording, and even when we recorded in the album initially, working with Josh was unbelievable. But myself and Mark went down again another day and kind of fixed it. And I even said to Mark, I said, Mark, this is a six out of ten album. We need to go in and fix it. We went in and we came back out and I said, right, now we're happy. Now it's an eight out of 10, I can live with this. And, um, yeah, you know, and that's what people, people were, were thinking, were saying, oh, well, that's what it is. Yeah, it was a really good day, you know, but we went in and we kind of retracked mm. some of it and uh, fixed here and there. And then I was like, right, whatever happens, happens, you know. And um, Josh is absolutely, you know, key to that. Yeah, even, even when we were on the bus on the way up just to fix the things, we just talk about it you know, stop talking for an hour on the bus, get our thoughts through and then get into the studio and just bang it out. And then we just look at each other go, you know what? We just did it. Yeah. We just ma- managed to fix those bits within yeah. the, t- the time space. And it's yeah. only about, what, a couple of hours, if I remember back then we did it. Yes. So we, we recorded the whole thing over four days and then we were like, we had mm-hmm. that one day left. And after listening to it, like right, we want to change these kind of things, so we went in and fixed it. And after that, I was like, right, this is this is what we kind of wanted, you know? Because myself, um, I'm the kind of person that would delete the whole album um, if the guys didn't control me. Uh, yeah. to, you know, I was like, let's just delete the whole thing and start again. Jeez, and we didn't okay. have to do that, you know, because mm. it's like it's not the way I wanted it. So um, I suppose you know, if you're so invested in it as well, Dara, you can't kind of pull yourself out of it it's good that the lads are able to say look sonny small bits need to be fixed no absolutely like as i said you know it's a horrendous stop being just me when keith and uh, jay joined mm. you know um aaron as well you know once we once we stopped playing the same songs and were able to grow and aaron was able to take up the writing aspects of it and really kind of grow and develop that's when horrenda really kind of became its own thing Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, that's what we've been. And then Mark joined and everything just kind of clicked. So yeah. kind of this how that album was kind of like that process going from start to finish where it's really mm-hmm. a really good representation of where we are as a band. But still, you're playing the songs for so long and you're like, they need to sound properly. Now, sadly to Aaron, we, we, we rushed him when he was doing vocals. It's like, quick, get them all done. Go, 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 mm-hmm. go. So <laughs> we got we got like, we got three hours and that was about it. So... You know, at least we learn from that, that you don't do that, mm. but it yeah. was it was what it was, you know. Well, I think that is the standout part of the album is Aaron's vocals right through. It's incredible. You've grown into that role, man. And I certainly cannot wait to hear new material. Like a lot of people, a lot of people have commented on it. I don't know, did you tune in on the forums as well about our review of, was it Doom? Was it you gave us? Oh, Doom Tranquility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gave you, yeah, yeah. I've been a bit mm. all over the place. I've, I've been trying to keep up with as many people from the, from like the scene that are actually still doing videos and stuff. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, I got to watch a bunch of your stuff with other bands, and I, I was quite enjoying it. It's just like with college and everything. And then we tried to we tried to stay busy. That, I think that was the main thing when when this lockdown happened. It was just like we can't stop. We can't, despite despite all of our plans being uprooted. Um, originally on the on the twelfth of March, we were supposed to play big big gig in in London, and when that got cancelled on us, uh, well, when we had to cancel doing it, the gig still went ahead, but then all sorts of mayhem kind of came out of it. But um, it, it really kind of pushed us back. But the, the one thing was, it's like, all right, we have the album finished. We just, we can't allow ourselves to falter. 
and then and you know drop everything because we're, we were in such a role yeah with everything going on everything was was really looking good and um so there was a there was a there was a a point during lockdown where i i had seen a couple of other bands do it like especially like the scratch uh, they were like, hey, look, we might as well just release the album because everyone's stuck in. Yeah, they need yeah. something to keep them going. Yeah, it's a good um, example. Yeah. So we just I, we just said, here, look, we'll 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 take a gamble, see how people uh, react to it, and I like to be honest, I think we were all a bit shocked by by the response we were getting from people. Um, Absolutely. And we're just so glad that people are enjoying it. Like that's yeah. that was that's the whole thing. Like. Yeah, they're, they're giving us an avenue to to unleash something mm. within us and really just put it down, and they're willing enough to listen. So, like, I'm, I'm so happy that like you and and other people have really enjoyed the album. Like, it means a lot to us. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Like, um, one thing we have to say about yourself and all the Cork lads and the whole scene. Like, you guys have been great. Like, even though we don't get down there as much as we'd like to, um the support is very much appreciated you know and we do keep an eye on what happens down there like i i watch your show all the time um so i think it's great and um thank you and I, yeah and anytime we hear you guys well is this the same band you know it's like it's that kind of thing you know because for us we're so close to it we're like we just kind of do what we do and if we like it well then that's the main thing but mm-hmm. the fact that people have you know bought so much merch and you know really supported us it's it's been great you know anytime we run a sale or launch a bit of merch or drop a bit of music people are like oh they're really into it so it sucks because we can't come down and play um but we're yeah. not forgetting it let's put it that way yeah cool what made you choose josh actually over because like there's a plethora of uh, great producers out there Okay, well, this is my call. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and this is my call, right? No disrespect to anyone else, mm-hmm. but Josh is the best. Okay. In my opinion, going today, right? Mm-hmm. I love a lot of what the guys do. Uh, the track with is great. We work with Gav a lot. Um, there's so many great young producers and established producers out there. But I know what I like. Mm-hmm. And I like really heavy drums. And there's no one who produces drums like Josh. Yeah. Um, and that's why. <laughs> uh, and basically, when we what happened was, we, you know, we told the story last time of how we did Nerve Gas. You know, it was that was his audition, basically. That's right. Yeah. To do right. the album. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then based on that, it's like, whoa, okay. Well, you've got yourself the job here. You know. Yeah. So that's kind of that's why we went with Josh. You know, it's like it's everything just kind of lined up. He he understood what we were. He knew how to make everything sound the best that it could. Mm-hmm. And even in the time frame we gave him, like we only gave him four days and been yeah. able to do it in that time period was incredible. So if the question is, would we want to work with other people? Oh, absolutely. I'd like, I like working with everybody, you know, yeah. everyone knows that. Uh, but for Horrenda at this point, Josh was the, per- the right guy and the best person for the job. You also did a split single as well with called Cross at CRA, which is four not. How did that come about? Um, That's right. So again, this is one of the, the great plans we had for 2020 where we were going to do a bunch of splits and kind of experiment and stuff and that didn't really happen. So um, we were just kind of like, we like the Four Not Lads, we've gigged with them a bit. We said, right, we'll just, um, we'll set something up. Then lockdown happened and myself and Mark, like we had, we had half a studio set up mm. for all of us kind of, except for Jay because we didn't see it coming. So now we've rectified that where we can all kind of record from home and stuff. Yeah. Um, but we're like, right, let's let's work on something. The Four Night Lads had something recorded before lockdown. We didn't. So myself and Mark were like, right, let's just work on this. So we recorded it. <clears throat> we were able to get um, drums and all that kind of stuff sorted. Garn to do vocals and Keith to do bass and stuff like that. And we just kind of popped out some new material that we were writing on and you know, it, it, it's okay. Uh, we're happy with it. Like, the production is um, a step down, but it's a nice raw demo to kind of give a taste of where we're going. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's, we, again, we decided let's be creative. Let's kind of push ahead. And dropping some demos in lieu of playing gigs was what seemed right at that time. And it was all kind of a taster to build up to the, to the album anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Austin Sweetnam did the artwork for it then. Yeah, but that's all Four Knots call. 
um, we were just like, hey, here's the tracks. And uh, the art was, yeah, it looked cool. It looked mm. cool. Again, it was no. it was a thing that we were asked to do and um, we were happy to do so. Yeah. How did you come across uh, Neil O'Sullivan for the artwork for the Altus? Neil's the best, man. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's some statement. No, Neil's I, I see Neil's stuff everywhere. Neil, everywhere Neil's, I go, it's just I always see, we always see Neil's stuff. And then when Neil I found out the, we were getting him to do stuff for the album artwork, we were like, yeah, that makes sense. Neil is the pride of Cork, let's put it that way. And if you guys don't, from an artistic perspective, uh, yeah, I love his stuff. I'm a huge fan. Um, I came across him through Dahi. Um, he thought he's um, solo stuff. He did the art for it. And then I got him to do the Outlaws album. And it's one of the best pieces of art I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so Stunning. we can. I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, once I saw that, I was like, oh, we need to make this album good. Um, so that was kind of the same thing around. And I said, look, we want to get you for the Horrenda album. Mm-hmm. And he didn't disappoint. And he also did the Horrenda shirts. Yes. Also, is you know, I'm seeing those around Dublin a lot, which is weird, um, but appreciated. And uh, yeah, man, it's just we, we found <laughs> pennies one day, uh, <laughs> but no, we found uh, we just found the way what, what's great about people we work with, like we like to take risks, but when we find people who actually understand the band and really get where we're going and what we want mm-hmm. to do we kind of hold on to these people, you know, because yeah, of course, it, yeah, it just all them. kind of clicks. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Neil's just kind of guy where you're like, look, we need this and he'll come back even for, here's the, here's the thing on the horrendous shirt itself. There's a little bit of Ogham above uh, the fit- baller's head. And it actually says the Altus. Who else is going to do that? Mm. I could put Colin Bulger into that framework as well because he's a lot of hidden well, stuff. Well, we um, haven't worked, we haven't worked with Colin Bulger, but I tell you what, I would like to, I would like to, we are blessed in this country with fantastic artists. Absolutely. Big shout out to Neil. It's great that he gets acknowledged on this show as well. So yeah, we, we might get him on actually because I've gone through a few of them already um, to talk about their art and stuff because I'm a big fan of art and the way it's portrayed in the metal scene in Ireland as well. These guys have to be uh, acknowledged and hopefully get to more people so they can use their talents as well. Oh, for sure. And the thing about it is, you know, we're always looking out for new new artists new material people to work with so just because we haven't mentioned you it's because we're not aware of you mm, but exactly, once we yeah. find out we'll be in touch because <laughs> we we have a lot more material coming right i just want to go through then maybe track for track just a brief synopsis so people can figure out what maybe the song is about if they're not sure what were your thoughts recording it maybe aaron if you take the first one balor you know how was the whole process of developing that song well balor is actually um it's it's one of our oldest songs um and we had actually released it in demo form before and we actually changed the name of it and it's just the, the the track is it was actually written by dara Mm-hmm. And it was about uh, it was just this this thing of uh, it, it was the idea of putting paint on on your face <laughs> in the mirror and 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 becoming something you're not like this just that 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 energy it's 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 part it's one of the main reasons we wear paint on stage it's it's that be- becoming becoming mm-hmm. that. Uh, Become a more itself. yeah. Become a more than yourself, more than, yeah. more than just a person, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people wear paint because it's a gimmick. We don't do that. We yeah. wear it because it kind of helps getting that, that frame of mind. And it's like kind of that point when you're, um, you know, it, it unless you put on paint, you don't really know what it's like. But that's kind of that transformation, and that's what's kind of written. But yeah, that's one of our oldest songs. I wrote that in Dara Kenny's house. <laughs> um, we were playing a riff and I was like oh yeah this is cool so that's where I actually wrote it and by the time we, we changed it to Balor it's like it kind of works because it's this eye team mm. and Balor's obviously you know the the eye figure um, and yeah and it's just it, it's so much better now because obviously we we, we sped it up mm. um, we changed the composition of it Mark does you know, a lot of really good rhythm in it. There's some new leads in it. So it's it's its own kind of thing now, but it's it's still what we start us out with. Yeah, and it's a great opening track. That's what, one thing I love right through the whole album as well. There's, it's really well paced and really nicely structured. Mark, do you want to take the next one, Dean? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, again, like what Aaron was saying about 
Balor in terms of it, where its originality comes from. Dion was originally from the song Raystra from the Neuronia. And from there, we kind of like approved it with different ways of variation, but it still has that um, foundation from Raystra. It was just, again, it was just named differently for the album. And we kind of added a few variations that weren't on Raystra. And what you hear at the end of the track, Dion going into Axwell was like, I just thought we, it was me and Dara's idea to um, put some samples together. So I just went online and found, tried to find something to correlate, you know, between the two tracks to mm-hmm. break it through. And so I just found it, you know, something online that was very intense and it doesn't, you know, and what you hear is like multiple overlays of, you know, a woman being terrified in this, you know, on the phone to an emergency call to the police or something over, like, you know, being a kid or something. So that kind of, you know, bring that, you know, intensity that we have strived through the album. We kind of had to yeah. add something to it. Now the original idea, when me and Daryl were talking about that, um, thinking in behind all of those overlays was uh, we will have something like a legoscape or some sort of noise to kind of in. But then at the end of the day, when once once we just played it as it is, as you hear it on the album, we kind of like, yep, that works for, you know, mm. especially for our shows as well. Like when we do the noise, it, it just works. So again, Dion is just pretty much a, you know, an approval up from Reistrad from the only times. Mm. and stuff that you might not hear from like that's now on it mm. so yeah that's what the end is cool we talked about axe wound uh lads there what about the altus title track dara i'm sure um you've plenty to say about that and why was it named yeah. that as well yeah so there's a few few things to, to throw in uh shannon bowman is obviously a huge huge you know a huge influence on horrenda as far as like a part of the band, like pretty much, um, really good friend of mine, obviously. But he does keyboard. He actually does the piano intro of, in the album. So I just want to give him a shout out there on that. Cool. Um, and cool thing about Dian is actually has uh, the little bass thing that was just from our live shows. Uh, Axe wound literally is a haunted song. I wrote it after listening to a lot of the haunted, so that's why it sounds like that. <laughs> Um, I like the haunted a lot. We don't rip off people. <laughs> like just whoever I listen to, and then you're like, "Oh, that's a cool riff." And it's like, <laughs> but see, a, a lot of the a lot of these songs. What's what's crazy about them is what I love about it is is the fact that we get to try them out live, mm. and we're like, "Oh, this works." For example, keep doing the tapping thing in the end. That's just something we came up with live, and we're like, "Right, we're gonna do that." And then we just kind of went forward. So that's what I'm saying. Like this album is not something that we just threw together. It's something that we oh, really. The songs became very natural because we were very playing natural. for so long. And then once we all kind of clicked together mm-hmm. after Mark joined the band, all the songs, we like even stuff that we had pre-recorded, it's just true, true, the, the constant playing them live mm. every week, every practice, just the, the, it, it, it became more natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just became it took they were a ready life. to go. They were ready to go on to be like recorded. Exactly. And that's something that kind of have that's how the Altus came along, right? So okay. again, the same kind of thing where we'll just be writing and then I'll throw a riff, Mark will throw a riff, or Keith will throw a riff, or Jay will just be like, Hey, I want to do this thing. Hmm. Um and what happened was Keith was like just playing this very simple three three note riff because he really likes sleep, the band sleep. And he goes, Let's just do a sleep song. And we're like, no. all right, all right, cool. <laughs> so then we started just kind of jamming this kind of really doomy stuff. And I started doing uh, stacking delays. So on my pedal board, I stack delays. Um, so I have one delay pedal that is the horrendous delay pedal. And then there's another one, which is stacking top foot, which is big dreamscape. So it amplifies the song out. And we were jamming, we were doing this song for a long time. And then during Metal to the Masses two or two years ago, I came up with lead parts on the stage. I'm like, oh, actually, that works quite well. Yeah, because we just, we, why we call ourselves Black and Jazz? Because we will just, we will play the songs, but we will start like improving them as we're playing them. Um, just because we're like, this sounds way better and it also keeps us interested. Um, so that kind of came up to it. And then when Mark joined the band, it, it freed me a lot. Oh, it freed up a lot of room for me where I can actually play lead and play 
more complicated parts because I don't have yeah. to play all of it myself, right? Mm-hmm. So as that song developed, it really became a song that we can play in six minutes, four minutes, or eight minutes, <laughs> depending yeah. on our set. And we can really kind of have that weird atmospheric jam thing into it. And that's what we kind of like. So trying to capture that was very difficult. It's mm-hmm. the only track on the album that doesn't have a click because we said to Josh, no click. Right. Because we wanted to retain that feel of these songs are alive and they need to be captured that way. Yeah. So that's what we kind of had to do. And then when we listen back to it, we're like, absolutely, that's the title track because it's it's the most eerie track that we have that you can really kind of just sit back, turn the lights off and enjoy and mm-hmm. go on a bit of a journey. Yeah, actually spot on there. Yeah, I'd understand that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Next one is a bit of a strange one for me. Uh, Craven, who wants to take that one? That is a, okay, so there is a, 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 an established established tradition in the band that we will always have a guest track a guest on the uh, yeah. on anything we release we love craven mm. craven is such an amazing artist and chris is like a really sound cool guy and we said hey man do you want to do a track absolutely and there you go and then, and then Mayhem did it. So I was like, oh, man. <laughs> okay. They released a very similar track. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Okay. So. Uh, and actually, you picked out this one for me to play on the show, and we'll have a listen to it. That Nerve Gas and uh, the Altus, the three of them are my standout favorites. But um, I absolutely love this. So we'll give a listen to Doom Tranquility.
intro was done by Mark, and I threw some samples on it, and he loved it. This is really Mark's track. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah that sample, that was actually, a ch- funny enough, that sample was months before I joined the band. I decided to do something with the, the piano that I have in the studio, and I played something down an octave two, and just played a chord like C and an E flat or something, something really doomy. So, which obviously the title Doom to Grill gets like that doomy feel. And then the samples then come along after, which is myself and Dara's exchange of craziness. I cannot wait to see that live, man. It's one of my guilty pleasures to play on stage. One thing I love, I love Keith's bass lines in this. Recording the vocals for this was very funny as well. Yeah. Just doing that oh, yeah. chorus about <laughs> three or four times each time. I don't know how your voice didn't blow out, man. Better do I. <laughs> You'll have crowds singing that back to you. the fact that, like a lot of us, as I said to you before, are not really into black metal, but anybody could enjoy that. And I think Danielle said it as well that, like, when that's played live, he will have people shouting that back to you, you know? And that's what it's all about, man. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about having that hook. One thing that we try to do is always have that little hook. You know, like the thing with Josh, he'd be, we'd record a track and he'd be start singing bits and pieces after it. And you're like, yeah, so, you know, it's a good track, you know. It's like, look, I love black metal. We all do. Um, but you got to have the hooks or else. Yeah. Jack from uh, Gallock will agree with that all day long as well. Yeah. It was funny because we were having that debate on the forums about the, the sound of it, um, especially myself and Evan loved the fact that the bass was more upfront. Absolutely. Than the guitars. And Jack wasn't criticizing it, but he was just saying it was just a bit strange that he found that the guitars were a bit too low for it. And myself and Evan wouldn't be two experts in black metal, but I just thought that's there for a reason because Josh. Well, it's it's the groove, right? It's like, look, I, I you know, I started my music career as a bass player and I'd still write songs from a bass perspective. Okay. So it's like, where's the groove? What can people dance to? What can people kind of get into? And it's like, if you hide the bass, you get rid of the heaviness. Plus, if you have that real punching bass, you know, it's like, that's mm. going to carry the track. So yeah, like, it, it's what Josh decided to go for. And it sounded better in the mix. Like, obviously, there are bits that we can, you know, maybe turn guitars up here and there. But um, I think it adds to it. it. It sounds very unlike a lot of other... Yes you know, black metal or even metal in general, because one thing that, ha- I don't know what happens in metal where they just hide the bass and it's like, what's the point? I know Metallica yeah. did it 20 or 30 years ago, but you know, even, <laughs> even they Joe stopped Brand, doing of it. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. so. Okay, that's, as I said, look, massive thumbs up from all of us um, for that song, incredible. Well, that, that's Mark's baby, so uh, I know, you know. Thanks play. very much, Richard. Yeah, well done, Mark. And, Pleasure. Um, in fairness, the vocal performance, again, stand out. Okay, so Aaron, do you want to take a shot at Dawn? What are your thoughts on that one? Oh, all right. Uh, it's a surf rock song. Yeah. <laughs> Inter- internally, we call it the surf song. Because J- okay. Jay doesn't know the names of the songs. He just goes, is this the one with the surf song, the surf beat? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, and, it's fun. Uh, it's, a really, it's just a really fun song to play. I, it's, I, think it's one of the, it's, I think it's one of the weirdest parts of the album. It's probably, possibly even weirder than the Craven track. Because it was um, it was it was based off of a an old uh, idea that we were going to record an album based around the horrifying events of World War One. It affected nerve gas and it affected Shot Don, yeah. um, and then Shot Don just became this kind of really fun, like kind of bouncy, aggressive tune to play live. Um, and it's it's you know it yeah I, I think it's just it's just it was just a really fun song and we we had to put it on the album um i we love surf rock music because we're huge fans of like um the group of uh like all these uh, black metal surf rock cover bands called the, the mayhems and the, the burzums yeah and we were like <laughs> Could we do that with distortion? <laughs> <laughs> but what's weird is as well, like this is I, I was listening to a lot of early Gorgoroth. And okay. when it is and like a lot of early Gorgoroth, it sounds like that. Mm. You know? But we kind of jazzed it up a bit with Jay's drumming where it's more kind of on that backbeat. 
and it just kind of came together. And it's a very simple little song. We wrote it in unit one, and you know, and then it just kind of became part of our set. So it's just a, it's just a really, yeah, it's just a really, really good track. And I, I personally, I, I insist that it's on the set a lot of times because it's just so fun. And they're like, oh yeah, this one. So it's just, it's just (laughs) a good track. Crowd goes. What? what? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 But it's a nice cool little track in between like the absolute assault that happens at certain yeah. times, you know? Yeah, and, and that's why I was saying to you, I love the way the album is structured that way. You know, it's not full head rush, non-stop, blast mm. beats right through. So I think he paced it really nicely. Um, mm. Nerve Gas, um, another firm favourite of mine. Um, that's when did, when did that come out, lads? Was that last year? Yeah, it was last June, June last year. Yeah, it was like a month after Mark joined the band. Yeah. That was yeah. a massive, massive injection. It was yeah. for the band and the band's ego. It was like, wow, we actually wrote most of that in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's weird. That's a song that was gestating for 12 years. Um, like the yeah, actual riff itself. saying that, yeah, back in the first interview. That's right. But it's like, you know, the fact that it kind of opened our, our eyes to like how to do black metal, not properly, but like accessible in an accessible way. Yeah. Which is kind of like some people are like, ah, oh. yeah, I, look, I'll be honest with you. I said it to the lads. I said, look, I don't feel comfortable doing this fully. And then I'm like, oh no, it's fine. Cause I was kind of buying into the cult part of it too much. And I'm like, no, you know what? Yeah. Let's just kind of go with what's natural and what feels good for us. Mm. And then once I embrace that, I'm like, okay. And even still again, though, I'll be like, yeah, are we doing the right thing? And then we write a great song, you know? But Dari, you're pulling in the likes of me that are on the fringes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's kind of what we decided to do. You know, it's like, I have done the cult thing. Mm-hmm. We have a we as a band have done the cult thing, yeah. and look, and we're, we're not, not particularly fond yeah. of it anymore. Well, not even that. It, this, no disrespect to any black metal bands, right? Who'd love to do that, <laughs> but you hit the wall at a certain point where musically and all kind of stuff, it's kind of walled in. Mm-hmm. And what I always loved about black metal was it can be walled in or it can be operatic. You can have Oishan where he has a saxophone player. It can be all this kind of stuff. And then once we realized, hold on a minute, we're looking at this too small. Let's open it up. Well, then that just kind of hit for us. And we're like, no, let's go with accessible, yeah. accessible tracks that people can enjoy to. And what works live, because here's the thing about the cold stuff. People don't dance to it. People don't enjoy it. They do enjoy it, but it's not you don't get that feel from the crowd, you know, you don't get the energy. It's the no mosh kind of thing. It lacks that bounce, that, 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 that bounce, thing that yeah. just gets you to just start like hardcore yeah. dancing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you play, play some of the cult and stuff. It won't get the crowd into it. You play something like action on the nerve gas, the crowd goes mad. Right. Yeah. So you're like, this is more fun for us. This is more true to us. And mm-hmm. as you said, it got, you're someone like yourself, Richie, you got a lot of people in it's, and that's the direction for us. That's where we are as a band now. So, but I will admit at the start of it, I was kind of, I fell into that cold trap myself, but mm. it's okay. Cause that's not yeah. what black metal is. It's a big playground. <laughs> to, push, to, to push on what Dara said there, it, it, it is kind of funny because yeah, at the start of Arenda, especially we were all very big, big black metal fans and stuff like that. But like, I, I joined Verenda when I was like 18, 19, and you know, your 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 tastes are still expanding. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't really listen to much black metal anymore. I'm more likely to be found listening to like Converge or Napalm Death or or the new Idols album or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it was it, it was a conversation we actually had a while ago, a good while ago, about you know, do we want to be stuck in this, it, it, as Dara said, in that trap where, and we even, I think uh, we even, I even mentioned it when, uh, when we were last on your show, it was like this thing of like, well, are all the songs going to be written about Ireland and stuff yeah. like that? And I feel like that kind of, it traps the sound in a place where it doesn't have much room to flow mm-hmm. uh, and, and expand itself. So we were kind of like, we're still a black metal band, but like we end up bringing in like, you know, influences from like Fergie. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't say yeah. that too loud now. <laughs> but I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, hard yeah. rock songs and everything. You yeah. know? No, it's it's more just kind of like you know if it's a creative process. <laughs> he is obviously joking, but um, you know if you if you wall yourself in, like again like Aishan would be kind of case in point. He's done everything. Mm-hmm. You can only really go so far by going back. Yeah. And it's it, it's the same thing that happens with you know a lot of trash modern. It's why I don't like modern trash at all. I kind of hate it. It's because it was done in the eighties, lads. It's repeating itself. It's repeating again. itself. And there are some bands. Power Trip passed away. Yeah, well, that, uh, that was the one. But away. but e- e- even like look the at one that stood out. Yeah. But even look at the Irish scene, like Animator. I love Animator because they have that sound where they yeah. took the trash parts and worked it into something completely different. Mm-hmm. And expanded that out and I'm like that's what I kind of wanted to do with Horrenda I was like yeah. we can expand this out and really kind of go for it and kind of you know Behemoth did it as well like I'm not a huge Behemoth fan but look what they did you know where they kind of just saw what they were able to go and really push that heaviness and kind of make it accessible so yeah Primordial Knowing second last track Mark um, I suppose to all the other tracks this is a conversation we had before with the lads and like um, the track itself is very different in a way that it has it has an atmosphere there that none of the tracks has, and it was it was written by Dara himself. Like he, he wanted to create something that was atmospheric and huge and spacey. That was you know, and everything else in behind come in and give it that push. Um, I think as far as far as I've playing it with the guys, you know, how how do we how do we add more sound to it? And so, you know, there was a part where when we're building up to, in the intro, up to the fast part, like why not add in that trebly fast, you know, intense picking right through it. And then through that, we, it's kind of like the same with the just the way with the flow goes. It has this, uh, you know, different variations at different times of the song. And then, and then Aaron's vocals comes in, which brings into that, you know, more of this depressive, suicidal black metal atmosphere to it. And that is why it's very different to all the other songs, because it has that big mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, sure, sure, Aaron could um, add to that in terms of the lyrical content to it as well. Primordial, so I was very, at the, at the time, I was kind of very influenced by, by there was a, a, I was listening to a lot of Dillinger, uh, Deftones, and, and Nick Cave a lot. And um, so the, the sound that Dara had come up with um, was quite a, like a, a very emotional kind of sound. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like another song about loss um, and, and feeling kind of safe in one place. Um, it's a lot, a lot of the lyrical context is, is it's people, people uh, like hollowed faces, Full of praise, uh, like it's it's kind of all calling back to Halloween, um, uh, and and Samhain, uh, and uh, like all these bits and pieces that like I kind of loved about um, you know Irish, uh, like distinctly Irish things, and a uh, kind of so I tried to kind of create both like a beauty and like a darkness in the song. Uh, that was that's quite an old song as well. Um, the, the 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 context in that is a little bit kind of all over the place, but it, it's yeah, it's 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 hard to describe really. It's more of a I think it's more of an atmosphere yeah. feeling song. Yeah, that that's a that's a song yeah. that I remember the first time we played it, and it was in Waterford in the in the art center, and mm. people were going mental, and I'm just like, well. This is a hit, you know, because <laughs> because it was it was completely different to what we'd done at that point. I'm like, well, people love this. Okay, cool, you know. And it's it's a very simple song, but the Kiss method works. You know, keep it simple, stupid, and sometimes that's what people like. So, and the uh, mm. final track, Slua, that's an old one as well, Darren. Slua is probably the most unique song that mm. we have in a sense that uh, that we've played. That we played, that we played live, that exactly. Heard, yeah. That people have heard, exactly. Um, but it's old. It's like very old, and it's it's a hard track to kind of uh, 
for us to actually record as well because it's one of like, we did record it to a click that just shows you how good Josh is that he was able to actually do something that I didn't think was possible uh, to capture the atmosphere um, of it and it's yeah I love it you know I wrote it what four four or five years ago now at this point and this it's is been added to so much over the years mm. like crazy we've just been changing sections playing it live I think the main reason it's on the album was because we've we've released it in in like kind of a lo-fi format before, mm, but, but never never fully properly defined. We give the song the the what we felt it deserved. Give it the mm. full treatment. Yeah. Um, the album it, it, in its in its entirety is is both a a, a, a callback to a, a certain older songs songs that took a very long time for us to write because we were we were growing as musicians and as a band um as songwriters and uh, with 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 a dash of stuff like like nerve gas dialtis doom tranquility yeah you can that, see those were the newest yeah songs. and you can see for me in one way it could be a departure like like a shedding of a skin now for horrenda mm. with in relation to whatever you decide to release yet be it an ep or an album um mm. personally i'm really excited over this new sound and who knows what direction you'll take with it but i, I think the grounding is definitely in songs like doom tranquility and nerve gas i think you oh, well, have found well, You've caught us. That's exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, look. Yeah. I, I, as I said, if if you like that kind of sound, that's that's where we're going. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's really kind of keeping that. Like we're still there's still going to be songs on the set. I don't think still will ever go off the set. I think that's always going to be our closer because it's just we tried to end the set with different things and nothing really kind of ends it like that. So you know it ends it somewhat bittersweet, loud, yeah. obnoxiously mm-hmm. loud. Yeah. But there's a there's like a especially in terms of the theme of the piece of being of being chased down by 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 like a by a slower by this by this old folklore uh beast mm. um and then it, it just that that it's it's and then the atmosphere just building up until the end and especially if uh when we play it live the end because we've we started started incorporating some very loud uh, noise elements in between and at the end of certain uh, songs. So by the end of the set, it comes to this nice yeah. boom. Big end, this big um, yeah. finale, you know? But, so you know it's over. Yeah, it's more of a show than a collection of songs, really. Man, that's yeah. what it is. Horrenda is a show and the thing about it is we've always done it. We've always done it that way. Um, it's why people figure it out. It's like, oh, <laughs> you get it now. You know, it's it's not like that was the big problem that we had with our releases where it was like we weren't able to really incorporate that show aspect. But yeah. that's what it is. You know, every horrendous release is a different phase mm-hmm. of the band yeah. where we kind of unlock different things or go for it. Like there was yes, dinner only at times yes, to violent yeah. meant. And we change up everything. We change up our stage um, up here, like performance we change up the set we change up mm-hmm. you know everything to kind of fit that and now we're kind of going into the next phase whatever that's going to be well um, your next phase is to broaden your fan base really mm-hmm. well, hopefully, to, hopefully. To establish yourself as um you know a really incredible live act and to get to the uk and you know maybe pick up some some tail end tour that might get you to Germany or somewhere like that as well. Absolutely the plan, man. That's, that's mm. it, you know, but you know, we have this video coming out. Um, and we have a few, look, we're not done. Well, all I say is we can't talk about it, but we're yeah. not done yet this year. This year is while it's, while it's terrible for everybody <laughs> and it really is for bands. We are not done yet. We have stuff coming. We'll I mean, say just for the crack then, give me five or six bands. If he horrenda, Decided to curate your own Irish festival with Irish Ooh. bands. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, all right, Aaron, you, you first, Aaron. I'll go last. Great. <laughs> oh, this. Oh. oh, there's too many good bands. Well, if it's to be Irish bands, mm. it's Bodybuilding yeah. Love, Elenkis, God Alone, Baylor. Uh, That's quite good, man. I like. I like. If the- I were to throw in. Oh, Destroyers. Destroyers are a great fucking band as well. Mm. I love Destroyers. Okay. Go on, Dara. That's, uh... Uh, I'll go. Um, okay, so I'm going to go uh, Greystag, 
uh, Dirty Casuals, um, the lads from Psychosis. Um, nice. Oh, there's so many good Cork bands as well. Uh, Gallock, obviously, because you know mm-hmm. um, you have to. Like they're just too good. And oh, the fifth one's wasn't. You know, let's see. Animator, because. Yeah. Any chance I get to see animator uh, John <laughs> jump at that? Yeah, they're just they're so good. Mm. It's always a great point. Mark, you're stroking that beard furiously there. Yeah, oh well. I was, <laughs> there's some bands like clues between the both of them. I'm kind of going, oh, what ones? Um, yeah, I definitely go with Grey Stag. I mean, shout out to the boys. Awesome mm. dudes. Love the guys. We all love the guys. Um, who else? I think Tombs. Tombs came to mind. Awesome. Great choice. Yeah. Great um, Elder, Elder Druid, for really? sure. Uh, um, Gaylock, from the last time I saw him. And probably Cosgrat as well. Mm. That's a pretty heavy lineup. That's a, that's a seriously heavy lineup. <laughs> I tell you, one, band, <laughs> one band that I didn't mention, and I should probably should, uh, Ever Deadwood. We caught them last time we were in Cork. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right, yeah. They I've were seen so, them as well. They're so mm-hmm. good. Like they're, That's a band that I'm kind of watching myself, and I'm like, I really like what's going on here. I didn't want to mention Aborted Earth because I'm not going to put my other band in the list that I'm doing. But, you know, <laughs> that's what happens. It just is what it is. <laughs> Wherever, yeah. I love the fact that you could just roll off the tongue so many different bands and they're so diverse as well. It's great, man. A few things to wrap up. Uh, vinyl records. That's coming now. That's the, coming, thing, okay. the thing about it is, like, it, because of COVID-19, just being an absolute asshole yeah. um, it's made things very difficult so stuff has kind of come drip fed not because we wanted it just because mm-hmm. this is when it's available so yeah. we finally got the digipacks the, the, they're pre they're available for pre-order okay. have them probably by Friday so uh, they'll be on they're up on the website now on okay, the band camp excellent. tapes are being handled by Sudden Strike and the same with vinyl so okay. they are coming but I don't cool. know when Right. So, you know, the best thing to do is follow us on social media. They are coming, they are planned, um, mm-hmm. but Digipacks. And here's the thing about Digipacks, right? We went for that because it's a really cool format. And also, there'll be some goodies in there as well. Like, the, we did a making of documentary uh, for the album. That's going to be in there too. So, nice. it's, it's worth picking up. Um, the making of documentary, actually, did you find the sound was very low on that? Yeah, that's something we learned um, because yeah, we, we. I was wondering. Yeah. I I wasn't sure myself because I was just listening to it today and working. I was going, "Fucking hell, is there something wrong?" My speakers. No, no, no. Sure. Basically, it was the first time we decided we. It, you know, it's like the first time you do everything. We didn't really know what we were doing, okay. uh, and now we learned to have an external sound mic, which okay. would help. So the next time we, because it's weird. Like <laughs> I don't know why. Like when me and my, when me, Mark and Shannon were talking about doing it, we're like, "All right." no bands really do this in the scene and they probably should because it's fun and it's like a good little time capsule. We just didn't realize you need a second sound thing. So that's something we're going to keep doing, you know, cause we like doing Definitely. it. It was, it was, it was, it was good even just to kind of have the crack. Yeah. But, um, any yeah, content so. is good these days, mm. lads, you know, Absolutely. we're all just sitting at home, not doing anything really, you know, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, anything we do like that in future, we will ensure the sound is better. <laughs> that's okay so I don't have to replace my speakers and work no 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 no. <laughs> we just have to do it properly next time okay so listen lads thanks a million again for coming on the show and you're going going about it the right way I've singled out those tracks for me and it's nice to acknowledge the older stuff as well that's all mm. done now as I said I think it's like a, a shedding of a skin for you now absolutely yeah. and we're all really excited to see what you're going to come up with in 2021 I suppose it'd be fair to say Mm. Yeah, look, the, the mm. support has been great. You know, it's again, this band started um, just with myself, and it didn't really kind of click until you know we start. To, you know, my Aaron joined like a year after, a couple of months even after the band, and then we kind of went through a lot of members. We found uh, Jay and Keith, and then Mark came along, and you know, we finally found who we are as a band, and yeah. the fact that so many people are connecting to it is incredible. So look, Ivan, who's a fan of the band, who supported us, and her. You know who will support us thank you because it means so much to us it really does yeah okay brilliant stuff thanks again aaron mark and dara you've been listening to renda and this is richard from the metal cell podcast support your local metal scene <laughs>